It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the fantasy football prop guru, Chris Dell. You guys can get him on Twitter as well, at Mad Journalist. It is M-A-D-D Journalist. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Chris, here we go. Money Picks Pod for NFL Playoff Sunday. We got three games we're going to go through. We'll talk about the games. We'll talk about the props. We'll also go ahead and we'll set a DFS lineup for the people that are listening here. We're going to go ahead. We're going to use DraftKings to set our lineup. Uh, if you guys haven't seen uh, what we've been doing, just go to my Twitter at sleepyg underscore pregame and you guys will get uh, the Saturday podcast. We'll, sh- we'll show you the lineup that we put in. But we're going to take the same approach here for today. Chris, I want to go ahead. I want to start out here with the Baltimore at Tennessee game. Tennessee right now plus three at home. Total 54 and a half. What props are you looking at? And then we'll go ahead and we'll start firing in our DFS lineup. Yeah, Sleepy, I'm going to look to attack in terms of DFS and props that the Tennessee offense in this game, as well as Mark Andrews uh, on the side for Baltimore. And Tennessee's secondary has been one that you want to attack throughout the entire season. Mark Andrews, to me, is the number one receiver in the Ravens offense. Marquise Brown, People will say that he's been coming on as of late, and I, and I give him credit because he, he was an absolute waste in your lineup for probably the first three quarters of the season. But a lot of his production recently has been propped up by touchdowns when you're talking about at least fantasy production. So, you know, obviously, you know, touchdowns is not something I want to bank on, especially with a receiver with an inconsistent uh, throwing type of quarterback like Lamar Jackson. So I'm going to go to Mark Andrews. He's a guy that we, we had a double dip prop on last week. We didn't hit it because the Ravens simply won in a blowout and didn't need to throw the ball barely in the second half at all. But I think 56 and a half yards to me is way too low for Mark Andrews. I think he has a hundred yard potential to get that DraftKings bonus in this game. Um, Marquise Brown at 46 and a half. I mean, I don't hate that play either. He's a guy I'm going to stick to though, in terms of just DFS instead of props. I, I just, the inconsistency to me over the last two seasons for Brown is too much for me to bet on the over, although I do think it is a solid bet. It's just something that there's certain players I, I shy away from with that. And, and he's going to be one of them there for me. Um, it, that, that's, that's pretty much where, where I like to go in this game. Sleep. I think the prop lines are right for Tennessee. I think AJ Brown set eight yards above uh, Corey Davis in terms of their receiving yards prop. I think that is set appropriately. I do think Johnny Smith at 28 and a half is very low. Although, you know, he's been up and down in his production as well, even though he's seen a recent uptick in volume, recently so right off the bat for me mark andrews is somebody in terms of the sunday slate for DraftKings. like i almost certainly want to try to lock him into our lineup because even though he's like the surefire number one tight end the fact he's priced so high i think it's going to drive his ownership percentage down somewhat so i i don't think he's just going to be like a massive chalk on this three game slate here i still think he is worth a play uh, and I wouldn't hate a double dip on Mark Andrews talking about the receptions too. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook over four and a half at minus 134. So he's the guy I really want to target. And then maybe talking about some stacks here uh, with, with players on both sides of the ball for our DFS lineup. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and I'm going to play Lamar Jackson under his rushing yards. It's 74 and a half right now on DraftKings. I don't have any problem with Andrews. I think one way or another, Baltimore is going to have to go ahead and throw the ball. And I think that they know that. I think if they come into this game where they know the weakness for Tennessee is their pass defense, but if Baltimore comes into this game thinking, oh, we're just going to run Lamar and we're going to run these running backs, it's just it's not going to work. They're going to have to throw the ball. So I think you're going to see a good amount of passing you know, out of Baltimore in this game. And another thing, the reason why I like this under is 
look, I think Derrick Henry's a freight train, and I think that, that Tennessee is going to really rely on him to chew the clock, long drives, and I think that's going to limit the amount of touches that, that Jackson gets. And we know that Tennessee, now more than likely, I don't want to say that we know it, but I think that the game plan for them uh, more than likely has to be let the running backs kind of do their thing. But when it comes to, you know, kind of like pass coverage, like they have to be keying on Lamar so he just doesn't run. Um, I could see them not really, you know, blitzing a lot in this game. That's kind of what I'm thinking is, you know, they're going to they're gonna relax and kind of ease back a little bit. Maybe they'll give them a little bit of yardage within the run game, uh, you know, to the running backs. But, you know, when because Lamar more than likely, you know, he's going to do more of the running, you know, when, when he drops back to pass. So I just think 74 and a half is just too much. I think that Tennessee will control the clock here with, with Henry. So I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll take him under. I think that that's quite high. Um, do we have anybody we want to go ahead and put in our, our lineup? I, I, for me, I feel we, we got to get Derrick Henry in there. I, I know people are going to say he's too expensive, but we see what he can do last year in the playoffs in this matchup. And, and this is a game, look, this is two different games, although the Titans won both. I think the Titans really have the Ravens number in terms of coaching, in terms of scheme, in terms of know, knowing what they can do to shut Lamar Jackson down and make him an inefficient quarterback. Lamar Jackson racked up a ton of yards in last year's playoff loss and the Ravens only scored 12 points, and Lamar almost had 500 yards combined in terms of his rushing and his passing. Actually, yeah, he did. He had uh, 508 yards, I believe, altogether. If you combine 143 yards rushing, 365 yards passing, only scored 12 points. So the Titans obviously know what they're doing to limit Lamar. And then you saw that the second matchup in the regular season this past year uh, in overtime, that was a 50-plus point game. So even in a low-scoring game and a high-scoring game, we've seen the Titans been able to beat this Ravens team. I loved when the, when the line came out at plus four and a half. I, I know Hitman mentioned that as well on a preview podcast. So to me, Derrick Henry, to me, has to be locked into our lineups, whether you're playing cash games, tournament lineups. He's shown you that, you know, he can give you that floor of like 20 points with no touchdowns. But if he gets a couple touchdowns to go along with it and 200 yards, you're looking at a potential 35, 40 plus point fantasy game. And even if he doesn't catch a single pass, pass on DraftKings, that's just too much for me to pass up. So I got to get Henry in there. All right, Henry, right now, Chris, 9,200 on DraftKings. So we'll go ahead. We'll plug him in. Are we going to go ahead and scrub Mark Andrews and not put him in our tight end spot? Or are we thinking maybe we're going to use maybe a stack here, maybe with like a Big Ben or or, or now maybe we, we throw Ebron in there? Do you want to exclude Andrews or you want to plug him in for now? Well, well I, let's. I, I would say here that let, let's plug him in for now because what happens if Henry controls the game like we're talking about here? Let's say he gets 30 carries. 150 plus yards around that ballpark figure, then Baltimore is going to be forced to throw. So that's a stack in itself. If we want to stack Derrick Henry with a Baltimore pass catcher in Mark Andrews. And the fact that these guys are the two most expensive at their position, I think it's going to keep their ownership levels in check. So I don't think they're going to be super chalky in that sense. So I think we can get away with that and we can be contrarian with the rest of our lineup. But I think that is a solid stack in terms of positive game script, for Tennessee equals Henry, negative game script for Baltimore equals more Andrews. So I like that mini stack right there. And one of the things we did with our Saturday stuff, Chris, was, you know, we were looking at guys that we didn't have to feel like we were touchdown dependent on. We we were plugging guys in there that we thought were going to get touchdowns uh, in our Saturday lineup. And we did that with, um, you know, with Diggs. That was one guy that we plugged in there and it was like, okay, you know, we're going to plug him in, you know, we'll plug in the Chris Carson. Like we, we wanted to plug guys in where, you know, we thought that we were going to have a high ceiling and that we were going to get touchdowns because 
you know, in, in a three game slate, you know, if you don't get the touchdowns, you know, you're, you're going to be knocked out. And I think a lot of people are going to probably figure out that today uh, if they didn't have Jack Doyle in their lineups. Let's jump over to our next game here, Chris. We got Chicago at New Orleans. New Orleans right now, they're like laying like 10, almost 10 points. Was it, was it 10 or no? Let me see what that line was. Yeah, it's still 10. Total right now, 47 and a half. I'm kind of high on Montgomery. I'm kind of high on Robinson. I feel decent about maybe Kamara. I just don't know which way to go. I think there's a lot of guys, but I, I'm a little worried about the pricing for some of these guys. Like, do we find our sleeper in in this one? It's it's possible. I, I think that I do like actually the over 47. That that is I, that is the total. I think with Trubisky playing better and with the Bears likely facing a negative game script. Obviously, you mentioned the, the minus 10 total for the Saints being favored there. I think a lot a lot of production could be had in this game, even though we look at these two defenses as pretty solid defenses. With Drew Brees getting Michael Thomas back and Alvin Kamara back, the Saints are going to be at, at, at probably the best health on offense, offense that maybe they've been at all season long. And maybe the fact that they held Michael Thomas out those extra games in the regular season means he's going to come back even extra fresh. So I wouldn't be worried about him as long as he's active and playing in this game. So uh, Michael Thomas is obviously, if you listen to any, any other type of DFS breakdowns, you know a lot, a lot of people are saying Michael Thomas is priced too low. I think he's going to be extremely high owned because of that. So I would just hesitate now, um, you know, with Michael Thomas. I think he's a great play. Uh, do we want to get like, you know, do we want to try to get a cheap receiver in this game, like an Emmanuel Sanders, like an, you know, Allen Robinson is just two hundred dollars more than Michael Thomas. So it, it's it's tough for me in that sense. And and don't forget about Kamara with Breeze as well. Although you know Thomas and Kamara can both get theirs uh, with Breeze in this offense too. So it could just be those two you try to jam in as well. We got to worry about salary at some point, but um, that that's kind of the way I'm looking. The only Bears play I honestly like at this point is is uh, uh, Allen Robinson, even though his target totals were low last week against Green Bay. Uh, Montgomery had a ton of targets last week, but the Saints are a much tougher defense against running backs than the Packers were. Um, so, you know, I think Montgomery may be more for cash games. If we're doing this as a tournament lineup. We're trying to get one of the top 10 out of like a, a thousand, you know, plus entries. I think we want to try to shoot for, you know, extra upside in terms of just a safe floor that Montgomery offers. So I would go Camaro over Montgomery, even though it's 1600 more. And then I would probably go Allen Robinson over Michael Thomas because I think Thomas is going to be a lot higher owned than Robinson. All right. Well, if we spend up for Kamara, we're going to put ourselves in a really bad situation where we're going to be extremely limited. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll put Kamara in, in, in a pile over here to the right, and I'll take I'll take Robinson and I'll plug him into one of our wide receiver spots. Now, we didn't get a chance to talk about uh, props that we like in this game. I'm going to give you one that I think – has a potential to probably cash and you're going to get a really good price in that. And that's Trubisky to go ahead and score a touchdown. You know, one of the things when Trubisky came into the league, you know, his first couple of years, like that dude was running a lot, but I think like in these games where it's very, very important, um, they're going to, they're going to ask Trubisky to do, you know, pretty much anything and everything. He's going to look to extend place. He's going to look to get that extra yard. Um, you know, you never know. You might get a flag in the end zone where, you know, they put they put the ball at the one yard line and, and more than likely Trubisky is going to go ahead and sneak in for a touchdown. So I think there's a good chance he gets in the end zone here and I can get him a plus 650 to go ahead and score a touchdown. That just seems crazy to me, Chris, because Drew Brees is is six to one. So your uh, Drew Brees to score a touchdown is actually better than Trubisky. Um, that to me is just mind boggling. 
Um, I understand that Trubisky hasn't been running, you know, nearly as much as he has in the past, but still, I think playoff games are, are a completely different animal um, when it comes to, you know, playing the props, at least for me. What do you, you got any rushing, receiving yards, any of that? Yeah, j- just you know, I, I, I kind of glossed over it talking about the DFS plays I like, and th- those kind of correlate with the props that I like in this game. I really do like Alvin Kamara over on the rushing, actually, because with the ten point, you know, uh, favorites in, in terms of the Saints being at home here, I expect like a run friendly type of game script, and I don't expect Latavius Murray to cut too much into Alvin Kamara. It, you know, now that it's the playoffs, and we don't need to mess around with those. 50-50 carry type of splits in the backfield here. And the Bears are actually a, a, a team that you want to attack on the ground. Uh, they're one of the bottom 10 defenses in terms of allowing explosive runs. And we all know what Kamara does best, not just in the passing game, but explosiveness in the run game as well. So I think the 63 and a half is too low for Alvin Kamara. Uh, in, in terms of the the receiving for Michael Thomas, I, I, got, I, I, can, I can only look his way in 69 and a half receiving yards for him. Five and a half receptions. I really like the five and a half receptions. He's been a PPR machine in the past. A guy who's just racked up, you know, tons of high reception games playing in the slot. You know, probably the most athletic slot receiver in the league. Uh, A guy who, you know, runs a majority of his routes from that area. And Drew Brees loves to target him. So I like Michael Thomas over five and a half catches. I like Kamara over 63 and a half rushing yards. I might consider the double dip on Michael Thomas because 69 and a half to me is still probably a little bit too low. And I think we're getting value in the fact we just simply haven't seen Michael Thomas like truly healthy on the field almost all season long. But I think he's going to be all systems go uh, for this game here. Uh, The only other place I would maybe look towards, Allen Robinson. You know, we've hit most of the overs on his props this season. Uh, I don't know. The Saints defense is really rounding into form right now. And, uh, you know, 70 and a half yards is definitely, you know, a, a number that I think is solid. I don't know if we necessarily have an edge there. So maybe I might just stick to him for DFS. But uh, Kamara and Michael Thomas, I'm just going to lean on the most consistent, reliable, talented players in this offense for my props in this game, most likely. All right. Good stuff on that game. Um, well, the only guy we plugged in out of that game right now was Allen Robinson. I do have Kamara on the side. If we plug Kamara in, or we're going to put ourselves in a sticky situation. So maybe we can save some money um, within the next game, which will be Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Uh, we haven't picked the defense yet, Chris, so I'm guessing one of our defenses is either going to be Pittsburgh, New Orleans, maybe even possibly Tennessee. I don't know uh, what, what you're thinking along those lines. But let's jump into our next game here. We got the Steelers, minus six, total 47 uh, let's talk game props first, and then we'll we'll jump into our DFS. I think the props will help smooth out our DFS lineup here. Uh, what are you thinking about for that Cleveland Pittsburgh game? Yeah, this uh, this Cleveland secondary they they just haven't been healthy all year long. They've been missing key parts, uh, Kevin Johnson in the slot. Um, they, they've also been missing Greedy Williams all year. Denzel Ward's been in and out of the lineup, and he's not. Even, they're not even sure if he's even going to play in this game, they might be down two of their top three defensive backs. Yeah. Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson are both out officially as of two hours ago. So they, they get back a couple guys for this game. Uh, Ronnie Harrison's going to be activated, but to me, Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson are the, are the two top guys. And like I said, they've been missing greedy. Well, so the three top defensive backs they had entering the season. They're going to be without in this game and, and playing, you know, one of the top three to four most pass heavy offenses in the league. The Steelers are going to throw early and they're going to throw often. And this is a pass funnel defense in the Browns that we've targeted all season long. 
So I'm going to be looking to the guy who's simply just a target monster in this offense. And Deontay Johnson, give me 65 and a half receiving yards over all day. People are still going to be scared away because of the drops. And that's just going to drop down his props and and overall DFS pricing. Uh, I love Deontay Johnson as a prospect in dynasty leagues. I I love him as an early round pick. We we got him as like a mid to late round pick in fantasy drafts this past year. I think people are still going to have that prime time game where he was benched in the first half. When you look at the target totals he has when he plays a full game and doesn't get benched or leave early with an injury, he's had double digit targets in every single game. You just don't get that outside of guys like Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs. Like Deontay Johnson's right up there in terms of volume and target share in the entire National Football League. So to me, Deontay Johnson, 65 and a half yards. I'm definitely jumping all over that one. And I also like the receptions here too at, at six and a half for Deontay Johnson. And I just don't see a situation where the Steelers, you know, the run the run game simply hasn't worked for them all year long. And why are they going to try to force the issue in, in, in kind of a get right game and a game they need to win against a division rival to kind of shake off the cobwebs, get the monkey off their back and move on to the second round and, and prove to people that they are truly contenders in this AFC conference here. So Deontay before week 17, obviously they didn't play their starters. They played Mason Rudolph, although Deontay did play with Rudolph. Uh, he had he had eight catches in back-to-back games. Right now you can get over six and a half catches on DraftKings at plus 111. If you look at Deontay Johnson and take out the game that he was benched, like I said, he's had at least eight catches in five straight games. He's had eight in four of them and 12 catches uh, in another game. So look at the target totals, 10, 11, 16, 13, 12, 13, 14. I'm playing Deontay Johnson again. He was my cover boy for my props column in week, in, uh, week 16. He hit the over easily on both those props. I'm going to be going right back to the well again with Deontay Johnson. All right, so let's plug Johnson into our lineup. Now we're going to have to go ahead and stack stack a quarterback with somebody. At least I feel that way. And right now our our three options at you know to catch the ball is going to be Robinson, Johnson, or Andrews. So that pretty much leaves us with Lamar, Roethlisberger, Trubisky. Uh, how you feeling about Big Ben? He's the third highest priced quarterback on the board the only the only thing i'd be worried about with big ben is if they blow out cleveland i I don't think that that's gonna happen but what i do worry about you know with fading big ben is we know how pittsburgh can just become this pass happy offense where they just simply don't run the ball and it doesn't matter they could be up by 14 they could be down it doesn't matter like that team will just throw 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 and i think the reason why they they don't mind throwing is you got guys like claypool you got guys like johnson um, you know, you got Juju, you got Ebron, uh, even the running backs out of the backfield can catch passes. So um, I'm pulling for Roethlisberger to be our quarterback. I think that's a pretty good stack with Roethlisberger, Johnson. I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't be opposed to us maybe even taking a shot maybe and throwing Claypool in there so we can, you know, get as much volume as possible. What, how do you feel about that? Yeah, Claypool, Claypool's targets have ticked up over the last month. He's seen at least six targets in four straight games. I'm a little hesitant because last week he had 11 targets, 101 yards and a touchdown, but that was with Mason Rudolph and not with Big Ben. So I don't just want to say he's going to replicate that again. Although if you know the reports were out of Pittsburgh that they were trying to get him uh, to avoid the quote unquote rookie wall, although I, I, I don't really buy too much into that personally. I, I don't really know how much of a rookie wall for a talented guy like him you can really hit. But having said that, at $5,200, um, I don't know, man. Juju, I think, is also a very viable play. 
I mean, the last two weeks, he's had 21 targets combined. He's scored a lot of touchdowns this year. He's kind of the guy that people forget about because they're so worried about uh, covering Deontay and Chase on the outside that Juju's able to kind of roam free in the slot and kind of get that, you know, get relieved of all that defensive attention from defensive backs on the other side. So the fact that Kevin Johnson is out for this game, he's actually been somewhat decent manning the slot for Cleveland this year. So I think Juju's a viable play at 5,500. This is going to be tough, man. I I think we might have to take Mark Andrews out of the tight end spot because if we're going to play Derrick Henry, and honestly, I just don't know how we can get get away from playing either Tannehill uh, or or uh, or Lamar. I mean, I guess we could go Big Ben and save a little bit of money and and stack Big Ben with a couple pass catchers. I I think one bring back option, Sleepy, that I like in the Pittsburgh Cleveland stack would be Rashard Higgins at forty one hundred dollars. So he's a guy with high upside who's getting a lot of targets as well, and we could see him come through with a big game if Cleveland's facing a negative game script. So maybe we want to get Higgins in there now. Uh, to see what realistically we can use to fill out the rest of our lineup here. All right, so I'll plug in Higgins. Uh, he's 4,100, and then let's go ahead and pick a defense because that'll free up our flex spot, which I think we can go a lot of places. That'll flex, that'll free up our running back spot, and then we can see what our lineup looks like. And if we want to go ahead and move away from Big Ben, uh, if we want to go ahead and, and maybe move away from Andrews. But I think maybe first thing we do is discuss you know, our defense and figure out who we want to plug in there. Uh, my first thought would be, my first thought would be we play Pittsburgh's defense, and I know it's we're gonna have to pay up for that. They're the second highest defense on the board because I don't think Trubisky is going to make. I think there's probably more of a chance of Mayfield making more mistakes than Trubisky, and I have a feeling that the Chicago offense might actually put up you know a little bit of points in that game. And the fact that you like the over, um, it, it would keep me away from New Orleans. It would put me more on Pittsburgh. Uh, as far as Tennessee, Baltimore is concerned, uh, it's just too high of a total for me to, to – it's just too high of a total for me to go ahead and pick a defense in that one. So for me, you would have to talk me out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. To me, I'm paying up for either Pittsburgh or New Orleans, and, and I agree with you. If you're going to see a close game here and the Steelers should have their way, if Baker Mayfield is going to be dropping back a lot and they might abandon the run game at some point because they might be behind here, then I think Baker Mayfield, we do want to take advantage here. And unless all the attention has been on Pittsburgh's offense, not playing up to par over these last couple months here, but their defense is still pretty top-notch. Their defensive line finished first overall in pressure, pressure percentage, overall sacks, sacks per pass attempt, QB knockdown percentage and pass rush win rate. TJ Watt, number one in pressures, number one in sacks. You still have Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tuitt. So, you know, the fact that Joel Batoni is going to be out for this game, uh, man, I I definitely think let's take advantage of that here. And that makes me actually like Rashard Higgins more. And and the one prop I I noticed here that I glossed over was Rashard Higgins to me at over two and a half receptions. Uh, You know, DraftKings really juiced that up a lot. It's like minus 177. If you can find him like, over three um, or maybe even over three and a half at, at better juice there. I do like him because I think he's like a 1A, 1B type of option in this offense with Jarvis Landry. You can actually find on FanDuel Rashard Higgins over 40 and a half receiving yards as opposed to 44 and a half on DraftKings there. So shop around, see what you can find for Rashard Higgins because I think that he is a really, really solid play uh, in this game here. Uh, it, it sucks because FanDuel has it minus 182 at over two and a half. Um, you know, usually with bet online, they, they, they tend to offer like flat numbers. So you might be able to get over three for Higgins in terms of catches. 
So I, I would look to play that there as well. It's definitely going to be consideration for my Sunday edition of the player props column here. So Landry and Higgins, both I like. Uh, but yeah, let's try to finish out the rest of this lineup. So we got Higgins, Johnson, Henry, uh, Steelers defense. And I, I think, uh, you know, we got to figure out who, who we want to add a quarterback and, and kind of figure out that stack for the for the Ravens uh, Titans game there. Um, the only other option that I can find here is as far as maybe we can go a little bit crazy here. Well, that's not going to work either. Um, I was thinking maybe we can get Cole Komet in our flex and maybe we can end up getting a better running back. But I, I actually think that we're, we're cutting our throats. I, I mean, we, we know we have Henry in there at 9,200. Um, I feel like we either, we dump Mark Andrews and we could probably go after Ebron for 3,700 and then we might be able to get two more quality players. Um, that's what I'm looking at. What do you see if you, if you dump Andrews out of there? Is it, do you, do you see any other options? Like, do we just plug in maybe, do we plug in Ebron maybe because we're, we're going to be late since we didn't use Juju? I, I think so. I, I think that we can, if we do that, we can have the double stack with Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron. So that's, you know, there, there's four main pass catchers in this offense here and, and we're getting two of the four with Deontay and Eric Ebron. So Ebron was seeing a lot of targets before he, before he went out for the last couple of games here, his last game against Indian week 17, he had five catches, seven targets and a touchdown. So I do think Ebron's a very solid play. We're going to say $1,500. I personally think if we're going to play Henry, that Lamar Jackson is going to be forced to kind of put it all on his shoulders. And we saw him last year, even though they only scored 12 points, he had 500 plus yards. So I say we put Lamar Jackson in there because to me, uh, uh, you only get the upside with Tannehill and Lamar. And with Tannehill, I don't know if we're going to get the true upside maxing that out if we're playing Tannehill and Henry. I don't know. It could be a viable stack getting all the touchdowns for Tennessee by playing Tannehill and Henry. So I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I'm open to either Tannehill or Jackson. And I think Corey Davis at 4,800 is a really cheap, high upside type of stack. He had over 100 yards the last time these two teams met earlier this season. So uh, if we plug in Lamar and Corey Davis, in addition to having Derrick Henry in there, uh, we still have an average of 5,300 with just one running back spot and one flex spot to fill. Uh, if we take Corey Davis and throw him into the flex, that leaves us with a an open running back spot. I put Lamar Jackson in there. Uh, our options are Mark Ingram, uh, Hill, Montgomery. Uh, Who's the other receiver you have in right now? Say that again. Uh, receivers right now, we have Robinson, Johnson, Higgins. Oh, okay. you put Robinson in there. Okay, I didn't know you put him in there. Yep, that's what I put in there. Corey Davis as a flex, Ebron yeah. tight end, Steelers defense, Derrick Henry running back, uh, Lamar Jackson quarterback. So – it seems like we're all over the board on this one. We look, we split up, we split up a lot of guys here. Um, I still feel like Big Ben's going to give us a little bit of a better price point. What What about James Conner? Is a guy who's like had the production in the past, and we're talking about Steelers D. That's a little bit of a correlation there too. Did they get up late uh, in this game or even early? They They might have more success. And the thing that actually surprised me, I actually was a little impressed by the Steelers coaching staff here. They've given James Conner 13 targets in the last two weeks. He's had five catches in back-to-back games, and he had a, and he had a touchdown the previous week. So three out of the last four weeks for Conner, he's had double-digit PPR points. And at just $5,000, I mean, earlier in the season, this is a guy that was like being priced near like $7,000. So he could be a guy that if we throw him in there, you know, 
if, at least for uh, I didn't have Robinson. I'm setting the lineup for myself on this side. So if I were to plug in uh, Connor with Henry and Lamar, I've got Deontay, Rashard Higgins, Corey Davis, Eric Ebron at tight end, and then I've got 50, 5,600 left. I could play either Juju, Marquise Brown, or Mark Andrews. Um, so I, I don't that that's an option there. I don't know if you you have anything else or what fits better with your lineup. Uh, well, if I plugged in Connor, I could put e, or uh, Austin Hooper in my flex, which I don't think is I don't think that's bad. So yeah, yeah. Th- this was a tougher lineup to put together today than it was yesterday. Yeah, that's for sure. A tough slate here. Yeah, this is definitely tougher than the Saturday slate we did. I think it's because you know once you plug Henry in there, things just become very difficult to kind of spread the wealth and get the quality names in there. But I just don't know how you don't get Henry in there because I mean he could go for three touchdowns tomorrow. So um, I personally like the lineup that I have here. Um, I would be against Lamar Jackson. I would probably put Big Ben in there. You know what I'm going to do, Chris? I'll let you go ahead and you you can make your um, Lamar Jackson lineup, and I'll go ahead and I'll use my Big Ben lineup. So maybe we can go ahead and give these guys two. Um, I'm going to use Juju and Deontay Johnson. I'll put Connor in there. So here's what my lineup's going to look like. Big Ben quarterback there, Henry running back, Connor running back. I'm going to take Robinson, Johnson, and Higgins for my wide receivers. Ebron tight end. Also going to take Juju, and I'll take the Steelers defense. So I'm going really heavy on Pittsburgh, guys. But, you know, if they go off tomorrow and put up 40 points on Cleveland, which I wouldn't be shocked if Pittsburgh tries to put a beating on them and really try to get themselves a feel-good win uh, because they're more than likely they're going to end up they win this game. I believe they'll end up playing the Bills. Um, they're going to need some confidence in that running game. They're going to need some confidence in that passing game and that defense. So I wouldn't be shocked if Pittsburgh has the opportunity to run the score up on, you know, Baker if he's out there making mistakes. Um, I could just – maybe all these guys could get fed. I don't think you'll have a super stack um, tomorrow with just three games. I think that a lot of people probably won't do that. So um, I'll do that with this lineup that I have here. Yeah, I like that. So I, I'm going to just give out, we're, we're going to wrap this up here in a minute, but I got, I wound up going with Ryan Tannehill because I like the options I had better. I think if I can, if we see a blow up game type of game, a shootout in Tennessee, Baltimore, all of a sudden Tannehill rushes for a couple, Derrick Henry rushes for a couple. We could be seeing six combined touchdowns between the two guys on a small slate. I'm willing to do that, especially in like a single entry type tournament. So I've got Tannehill, Henry, and Connor. I've got Deontay, Rashard Higgins, and Claypool. So I'm stacking the receivers in that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. And then I'm, I also have Mark Andrews and Corey Davis. So I'm stacking Tannehill with Davis. I've got Henry in there as well. And I have at least one Baltimore pass catcher to come back with Mark Andrews. And then the Steelers and Connor correlation there. So I think that could be a little rare, unique in terms of, of kind of onslaughting the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Browns game, even with a semi-low total. Uh, the lowest total on the three-game slate, actually. So I'm actually kind of happy with that for now. Probably going to create a few more, but that's what I'm, I'm going to go with for this pod. All right, I'll go with the one that I have, and then we'll we'll go and we'll see how uh, we do in, our, in a head-to-head, I guess. But, um, I mean, we talked through this pretty much. We agree, you know, on a bunch of guys. I think Derrick Henry just it puts you, put you in a bind to, you know, go after some of the top guys like a Kamara, like a Thomas. Um, it, it, it just puts, you know, more stress on you. Like you'd love to have the A.J. Brown there or Nick Chubb, but, you know, if you, you spend up for Henry and get the highest guy on the board, um, you do limit yourself from a potentially weak lineup. So I'm going to do a super stack here with Pitt. That's what I'll do. Um, any other any other plays in that in that uh, Pittsburgh game by chance, Chris, uh, player prop wise? 
No, like I said, I think Rashard Higgins, to me, the fact that his over-under receptions is two and a half against Landry, five and a half, that, that, that just is off to me. So I would look to take advantage of that. And then look at James Conner, too, over two and a half catches right now, minus 118. Uh, like I said, it, it's a small sample in terms of just the last two games, but you're looking at a running back that has 13 targets in the past two games. Maybe the Steelers are trying to say, hey, we need to, to get something going in this offense that's a little bit different, that's going to give us a little more unpredictability so James Conner, to me, even though we're looking at a possibly positive game script for Pittsburgh, I, I would rather bet on the trend that we, we've seen in recent weeks with him. And two and a half catches could also be a good bet there. So I'm looking towards Higgins. I'm looking towards Conner. But to me, just absolutely 100%. Yep, Deontay Johnson is my favorite play. I, I think all three wide receivers are viable in this matchup with Claypool, with Juju, with Deontay. I wouldn't be surprised if all three of these guys hit the over. If we're going to look towards Ben to attack this pass funnel defense and, and get 250, 300 plus yards, then we could see Deontay, Claypool, and Juju each getting like 65, 70, 75 plus yards in this matchup. So even Eric Ebron, 37 and a half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of break this down try to kind of handpick which ones are my favorites to give out in the player props column for Sunday. But uh, I, I think the entire Pittsburgh offense and especially their passing attack are, are viable in terms of props and DFS uh, for this three game slate here on Sunday. I will tell you one thing, Chris, and this is generally what happens when you start putting fantasy lineups and you start thinking about guys. When you start liking multiple guys or maybe the entire team, that spells disaster for the team that's got to play them. So um, I'm not sure how you feel about Pittsburgh tomorrow, but uh, more than likely, I'll be putting Pittsburgh into a teaser uh, against Cleveland. I just think that, you know, the more we talk about this, it, it sounds like there's a very, very good chance that this could be, you know, a one-sided game. And look, I, let's give credit where credit's due. Cleveland, they played their rear ends off this year. Um, you know, they, they won a lot of games, and they, they took that next step to, you know, from from being one of the worst teams in the league to, you know, becoming a playoff team finally. So they're doing they're doing things well, and and that's a good football team. But I just think they're going to be up against it tomorrow. There's just too much going on with that team right now with COVID and injuries and and guys being hurt. So um, tomorrow should be a good day. I'm more excited for tomorrow's football than I am for today's. Um, with that said, that's it. Yeah. I would actually look to tease uh, if you're going to tease Pittsburgh. I like that too. I would prefer to tease them with Tennessee potentially teasing Tennessee up to like nine and a half, 10 or 10 and a half. That would be my favorite mm -hmm. teaser for tomorrow. I have no problem with that. I think even getting the bears up to, you know, depending on what that line is, 10, uh, I think you can tease them too. I think there's a lot of teaser options tomorrow, but with that said, that's it guys for the podcast. You guys can get me on Twitter. at slippy gender score pregame. You can get Chris at mad journalist and you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games.